Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. What issues around your house are staring you in the face this weekend? Do I get the sandic route or the unsandic route? The last three or four years I've been fighting mildew issues. Hello, good morning, how you doing? Whatever questions you have. This isn't real earth-shattering. Lou is here to help. But I'm only taking earth-shattering questions. Can you give me an earth-shattering question? Waking up, shaking yesterday's blues, yeah. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> right here on House Smarts Radio. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. 857-557-4 Lou. House Marks Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Man, we got the worst weather. Like a gazillion degrees and rain, and now it's cooled off, which is kind of nice. And I'm sure your house is trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And uh, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call. 857-557-4 Lou. Uh, good morning to Lindsay, to Don, to Andy. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing well after the rain. Good morning. Mm, they're all cleansed now with yeah. the rain and everything. <laughs> yes. right? Rain dance. It, it was rain loud. Dance. It was really loud yeah. last night. It was really loud. And uh, I have uh, 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 Don and Andy, you don't have a dogs, do you? Yeah. Uh, just a cat for us. For cat. Andy, you have a dog? I have a dog, yeah. What's your dog's name? Dog's name is Otis. Otis, that's right. I knew yeah. that. I knew that. Yeah. Otis. I have a friend of mine who has a dog named Otis who has one eye. Oh, really? One yeah. eye. Yeah, and I've never met the dog. Huh. Huh. I, I mean, he has two eyes, but he can only see out of one eye. Ah, okay. And uh, and so he's like Otis, the one eyed dog. And I, I I pass by the house all the time, and I see Otis, and he sees me. I've actually never physically met the dog. Wow. Which I would like to meet the dog. And I think Otis is an awesome name for a dog. Thank you. The reason I bring that up is we have two dogs. We have Bruno, the Wonder Dog, and we have Flo the breed of dog I won't say on the air, and she can't stand the rain. Mm, like, she's out of her mind. And, um, like, she even knows when the rain is coming, like, yeah. hours before. Pressure she starts yep. running around. Yeah, something, right? She's running around the house. And it is, she <clears throat> shakes so much. It's like those old beds in the motel where you put the quarter in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you could put if you were going to make a cocktail, you could put a shaker thing on her and and shake it that way and like that. And I feel so badly for her. And you know, Hamilton's oh, the same way. Was she our dog? Um, but it's like later later in life it happened. Yeah, no, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. This is well, she's nine now, I guess. You know, oh. and uh, but um, anyway, it's I feel badly for the dog. And everybody's like, oh, you should give her anxiety. I don't want to do that to the dog. Right, uh, right, right. I don't know. The medicine, like the anxiety medicine, it's a dog. Right. Right? Totally. Right. But I feel badly for her. See, Otis is unique. He does He does not like water. He won't go in the lake. He uh, walks around puddles. And if it's raining outside, he wants nothing to do with it. But mm. he's fine. If he's inside the house and fireworks are going off or the, uh, the thunder and lightning, he's fine. Yeah. If he's outside and sees it, it's another story. Yeah. Bruno could care less. The other dog, he's like, whatever, I'm over here lying down. 
Life is good. He, like, they could, there could be a shooting outside, God forbid, and he would, he would care about that whatsoever. I like that. I know that they used to, they used to be an advertiser like the Thunder shirt. Oh, I yeah. tried that. Another mm-hmm. dog that didn't like the fireworks. I tried that on him, and it didn't work really well. But uh, it's just you know funny with this rain. Crazy. Oh yeah, the cat gets yeah. clingy a little before the rain gets in. Doesn't really yeah. make too much noise, but yeah, starts freaking out a little bit. Yeah, poor guys. I got a really good word of the day. Uh, coming up after 7 o'clock this morning. Yes. Actually, and I can pronounce it, Lindsay, which I really appreciate that. It's oh, very good. Nice. Yeah. We've been practicing. Uh, well, it's not that hard. But I, I want to quickly Perfect. tell you about, so I went to go, have uh, any of you, Lindsay, I know the answer to this because we've spoken about this, but Andy or or uh, Don, have you any of you ever seen the musical Tommy? Have not. Oh, is that the rock opera with the it who? Is a who it's, yeah. it's at the Goodman right now. Right, and, and I've we heard. Went the other night, and it's spectacular. Nice. And so, uh, real quick, because this is just like I know, I am of the age to know about Tommy and the and the album and all that kind of stuff, but. The story, uh, so this is off of Wikipedia. Tommy is the fourth studio album of the English rock band The Who, a double album first released uh, May 1969. The album was mostly composed by guitarist Pete Townsend and is a rock opera that tells the story of Tommy Walker. Tommy is traumatized from witnessing his father murder his mother's lover. Okay, so in 1969, there's Pete Townsend like coming up with this crazy thing and creating an album with that as the premise right tommy's parents compound his trauma by denying the experience in reaction tommy becomes disassociative deaf dumb and blind in parentheses that's kind of the theme right Mm -hmm. tommy then experiences the trauma of being sexually abused as a way of coping with his trauma tommy disassociates further through playing pinball He gains a following because of his skill of playing pinball. After numerous misguided attempts to heal Tommy, a doctor prescribes him a mirror so he can control himself and his experience. Instead, Tommy becomes self-absorbed and comes to think of himself as a, and I believe this was once a word of the day, messianic figure. Mm. I don't think so, but it will be next week. (laughs) Mark it down. Uh, When the mirror is eventually broken, Tommy comes out of his disassociative state. Tommy then tries to lead his followers to believe that he is the only path to healing is through him. His followers eventually reject him and his teachings. The production and the cast. If what I just read, right, there's not that much dialogue in the opera. It's an opera. Right, wow. right, Lindsay? I mean, it is an opera. And it is so good. And the cast, they have a couple of small young children that play Tommy at different ages. And then the lead character who plays Tommy, uh, this actor, um, I looked him up. He was he was just spectacular. His name is Allie Lewis, boy, tough last name, Brzezigi. And he is really something else. Um, so... If you got, have nothing to do and you can find a couple tickets, it is definitely worth your while, for sure. Nice. Really, really good. Cool. So, very nice. That's my little pick-to-click today, Tommy the Musical. We're going to talk a little bit later on this morning about another musical that's going on at Highland Park. I'll save that for later on. But let's get this uh, party started this morning. And this is Don't Call Us, We Call You. We got the big wheel in the morning, and we figure out who we're going to call this morning and start our show off this morning. You can call 
857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. Oh, all right, here we go. I like, we're going to go to Oak Park. I love Oak Park. Beautiful. you our first caller this morning is linda in oak park hi linda you're on house march radio oh hi lou i hope you can help me figure out my problem me too i have a built-in sound (laughs) i have a built-in sound system and i turned it on about a week ago and it's always on wgn and suddenly this wait 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 linda as it should be yeah as it should right, be. Right, of okay, course. Keep going. It's stuck there. <laughs> and anyway, um, it was scratchy, so I thought, oh, what happened to the station? And it never got better. And I turned on my uh, clock radio, which is a, you know hard you know, plug-in, and that was the same way. I could turn it and make it come in better. And um, I checked around the house, and anything inside the house is, is scratchy like that, any, you know, radio. In my garage, I was pulling my car out. I have the radio on, and it was scratchy until I pulled out of the garage, and then it cleared up completely. And I can't figure out what suddenly happened. I think you'll need to move. I need to, you need to sell the house well. and you need to buy a new house. <laughs> um, has, has anything change in the house have you purchased anything a new appliance or anything like that plugged anything in a new cord or something like that because did you change any light bulbs or anything like that no nothing like that but a month ago i had the cable company came out because i was having trouble with my cable Mm -hmm. and he came out and he and this is like a month ago and i still was out my radio was okay, but he put a new wire from the pole to the house. I think he put a new box on the house, and I got a new modem. And on that, I have a ring doorbell, and I, I didn't realize it, but that's the day my ring doorbell stopped working. And I tried to reset it, and it says there's no power. Now, a day or two later, I did see a little light come on on the ring doorbell, but then it disappeared. So it's kind of mysterious. All right, well, I'm, well hold on. Wait, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up on the ring doorbell. Is your ring doorbell battery operated or hardwired? No, no, it's hardwired. Okay, and there's no power to that, and you haven't fixed that yet? No, I haven't been able to. I didn't know, you know, Got where it. to start. Right, so that probably, hmm, so maybe the reason that is is that that ring doorbell works off of a transformer. Are you in a um, Are you in a a house, Linda? Yeah, I okay. am. So I bet you that the transformer to the ring doorbell is is not working, and it's causing interference, which is why the sound is not there. Because the transformer takes the 120 electricity and then brings it down, which then feeds your ring doorbell. And the fact that that's not working would lead me to believe that you need a new transformer for the doorbell that will also fix the radio. Which is the, which is the, actually a new ring doorbell that I have to get. I no. mean, the transformer is in the door. No, no the transformer is in the basement somewhere. Because you had, oh, an, up in my attic. You had an existing yeah. um, doorbell, correct? Doorbell. And they yeah, came and right. wired it up, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So, um... Well, actually, yeah. Go ahead. 
Oh, actually, whoever my friend or somebody just connected the the ring doorbell. We didn't have to go up to the you know do any more connecting than at the doorbell. Yeah. Do you but, have a, Do you have a ba- um, Do you have a basement? Yes, I do. Yeah, more than likely the transformers in the basement. Well, I when I was had some work done on the house. I think the transformers in the attic because mm. somebody who was working up there damaged it and the doorbell didn't work and they had to replace the transformer. Got it. Okay. Um, and the other thing too is I went for three weeks without the the ring doorbell not working and yet suddenly the radio after you know many weeks stopped working properly. Right. But it seems like I should be going after the doorbell. I think that that might, I mean, based on the information you're giving me, that is the logical thing. The other thing, I mean, the fact that you said in the car, in the garage, there's some interference that's right. going on. And I think that it could still be getting power, the transformer, but now it's causing this interference into the AM band. My only other thing is you have internet in the house, correct? Yes. Okay. And do you have a smart speaker? You know, like you uh, like one of those Alexas or a Google Home or anything like that? Yeah, I do. Okay. But that's working fine. Right. But you know you can play WGN on that, too. I know, but it's different. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it is different. You're right. And I, can, it, it is. I have a speaker system all over the house, oh, so I can not, turn oh, it on I anywhere yeah, I yeah, want. Yeah. So uh, do you have an electrician that you work with? Yes, I have. Do they have to be any specialized? I mean, anything that he has to be. No, the, the, I mean, even the a doorbell uh, transformer is it, it's it, it's actually called low voltage, but most um, mm-hmm. uh, most electricians will service that no problem. So I would contact okay. them, say I talked to a friend of mine because we're friends, Linda, and um, right. and uh, and this is what he thinks the problem is, and he he or she will say, yeah, that sounds about right, and see what happens. Okay, could I ask you another quick question? Sure. I have a garage um, uh, apron, and it was cement, raw cement, and I painted it, of course, and it's exposed to the outside, and, of course, it, it didn't work out very well. How can I fix that so that I can make it look nicer, paint it with something, or you know, remove the existing paint? How much of the paint that's there came off? Oh, just scattered here and there. I mean, enough to look crummy. Yeah. So I would scrape what you can, right? And then I mm-hmm. would lightly sand it, right? And just to, so you mm-hmm. can smooth yeah. out those patches. And then use a conc- an outdoor uh, concrete and deck paint that is oil-based. Okay. Ba- oil uh, well, okay. do, you, do you know what you painted it with before? Uh, a duck paint, but I don't, it probably wasn't oil-based. It needs to be conc- for concrete. But um, okay. actually, since I'm not 100% sure, then let's stick with a latex product because it'll be the acrylic will stick. It wouldn't be a bad idea to spot patch, spot prime the bare concrete with a little exterior primer, you know, first, mm-hmm. and then paint over right. it with a concrete paint. But it has to be designed for concrete. Okay, I will do that then. Thanks so much. All right. Will you do me a favor? After the electrician comes, if this all works, because I get these kinds of questions all the time about the static and the AM, Uh and uh, will you call me back and let me know what happens? Sure. I will. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
857 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Not every station has a handyman on speed dial. How about Kathleen in Park Ridge? But this one does. Bingo, I'm good. How are you, Lou? Lou Manfredini answers your questions all morning long. Take a little roller, roll some paint on there, and say, I love it, and then you're done. Be prepared to be amazed. Now back to your host. Yes! This will be great. Lou Manfredini. (laughs) I'll have what she's having. And House Smarts Radio. I made you look. I'll make you double take. Soon as I walk away, call up your chiropractor just in case your neck break. Ooh, tell me what Welcome back. What you, what you Lou. Uh, I was talking to a friend of uh, Quinn and Amy's. They have this dog that they rescued. You know, we were talking about dogs early this morning in the rain. And uh, she was telling me the dog's name is Murphy. And he was like, he lived in a hoarder's house when they rescued him, like the dog. So. They can't get the dog to eat out of a bowl because the dog, when it was growing up, just ate whatever that was in the house. So they take the food in a bag and they just put it on the floor. Stop. And the dog eats all the food. Like if they put the, if they put the food in a bowl, the dog won't eat it. Huh. But if they the- put it on the floor, just yeah. in front of the dog, he hmm. devours it. And they said the dog has like an iron stomach. And she was saying, uh, the the friend of Quinn's and Amy's, they went on some trip and she left her backpack on the ground. Remember, the dog's always looking for food. Goes in the backpack, like rips open the backpack and swallows 20 Advil gel packs, gel pills. Oh, my God. And all the Tums because they had oh. just gotten back from a trip. <laughs> and they took the dog to the vet and they're like, yeah, the dog's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, the vet was like, maybe the Tums counteracted the... Totally. Is that so funny? <laughs> I mean, the dog's... And it's, it, it, I met the dog. The dog's a great dog. Um, now, if you give it a treat, it'll take two of your fingers off. Because oh. it's like, like that's its right. thing. Very sweet. But, oh, but how about that? Sweet. The food on the ground. Yeah. Huh? Everyone has our thing. We all have our things. We all have our things. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. This is... Uh, Ann and Palatine. Hi, Ann. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Thank you so much for taking my call. My question is about the installation of a dehumidifier in our crawl space. A company came out on Wednesday and finally agreed to put in a new unit because the other one wasn't working, right? And they wouldn't put it in unless I signed a waiver of liability holding me to the warranty period for the previous one they had installed. So now I have a new dehumidifier with only a year and a half to go on the warranty. And to me, that just didn't sound right because it is new equipment. Shouldn't it have its own warranty of five years like the previous one? Okay, so the original unit, You've had installed for four years? Yes, and they installed it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it be, so it's under warranty, and it became defective? It stopped working? Well, they had come out four different times to try and get it working. Each time it would work for a while, and then it wouldn't. And then they'd come out and give it probably a good kick, and it would start up again. <laughs> so finally on the fourth... <laughs> I know. Uh, finally, on the fourth time, I argued them into putting in a new unit because that was just getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And 
um, when you originally purchased. So I, I'm not a lawyer, okay, but mm-hmm. no. um, I don't know. Like when you originally, you know, if it has a five year warranty, right? Um, right. Then, I mean, then isn't the manufacturer giving you the warranty? Yeah, so right, it's really right. No skin off their nose. Well, right. I mean, so to me. Like, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, I suppose, well, okay, so, like, if you put in a new roof, okay, so the big thing, if you go get a new roof, right, they'll say it has a 35-year warranty, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right. And, and they'll be like, oh, my God, that's amazing, 35-year warranty. Well, in year 10, if the thing, you know, fails for some reason, they prorate the the material, right? And so they'll say, okay, lady, uh, you know, you, Anne, we, we were gi- giving you a new roof, and uh, you paid X. And, and that typically is only for the material, right? So they don't give you, you know, $5,000 for the material or the labor. They'll say, we're going to give you a check for 500 bucks. I'm just making the numbers up. But it's less, okay? Now, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, to me, what would be more reasonable is that you would get a five-year warranty, but if they have to on the on the product itself, but if there's some labor right. involved in there, then maybe that's reasonable. Um, right. But if they're supplying the product, you know, like if I hire a plumber to put in a toilet, and he or she provides the toilet, right, and uh, six months in the toilet doesn't work, they're going to come and change out that toilet and the labor. You know, because they put it all in, and that—that right. that is a reasonable expectation, right? So I, I thought so too. It seems to be—it's a reasonable expectation that if I'm swapping out and putting a brand new unit in, then you just have to lick your wounds as the company and say, "Now I don't know if there's some prior agreement that I don't know of." You know, like when you first purchased it, if in the fine print of all this, you know, it says something like that. Again, I'm not an attorney; I'm just trying to come at it from a kind of a reasonable common logic. sense logic yeah. thing so um you know or maybe there's some happy medium right well hey lady you used it but you said you've had the thing for four years and it didn't work like from the beginning or it worked fine for a couple years it worked fine for a couple years and then increasingly it would stop and i could tell that the humidity level was going up mm. and then i'd call them and come out mm. and did they charge you when they came out no, they did not. So that was all covered under your warranty. That was all, yes, all fine. Yeah. I think what I would try and do is if the new one is five year, you know, because the thing, the problem with this is it's aggravating, right? And, you know, well, and, yeah. and, 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 and I get that everybody wants to have their own way. I get that, right? But the world's full of compromise, right? So if, if you had the thing for a couple of years and then, it, and, and okay, it's a machine, right? Machines can break and have a problem. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a thing. So what's reasonable, I would think, and then you, you get kind of, in my mind, a best of both worlds. You get a newer unit. They come and install it. And how about instead of the five-year, we split it and you give me two and a half years? Well, they are giving me the the last year and a half. Now, I could ask for another year on it. That's right, I mean, true. But it, in the box for the... Go ahead. Well, in the box for the new unit, there is a warranty registration card. Right. So... With the, manu- but, with the manufacturer. 
Right. Right. But the problem is what they're probably going to have to do if they sign that is, you know, they're going to take the serial number off this unit and they're going to send that to the manufacturer. And then if you have an issue, you know, you're going to trigger like, oh, hey, lady, you know, you only got a year and a half on this one. You know, so to me. Oh, so that isn't. Well, because they're the dealer of this. Right. And so they've got some connection. If it were me, I would say, look, Mm -hmm. I want what I want is the full five years. And it seems like you're unwilling to do that i didn't do anything wrong right i purchased the thing for you i did everything you told me to do i had you come and fix it you know all that kind of stuff and i appreciate all your efforts this is uh and this is the uh the lou manfredini method of killing people with kindness right don't get (laughs) don't okay don't get mad just be kind and reasonable and say i know you don't want to give me the five years I kind of feel like I deserve the five years, but how about this? I did get to use it for two years. You did come and do all the work. How about we split it and we do two and a half years once you install it and we'll call it a day? Because in theory, if this thing was working, you'd be, you're, you're now getting, it's like you're buying a certified used product. Yes. Right. If it was working, you'd be out of warranty in a year. Right? Or a year and a half. Now you're getting another year and you're getting another unit. For no extra right. for okay. no ex for no extra money, correct? That's true. That's true. Kill them. Okay, well then how and, do I get through to these people? Exactly for, the, for my compromise. Play play back what I just said and be really nice. Just exactly what I just said. Just, just say I wanna I want five years. You don't want to give that to me. I didn't do anything wrong. I called you. You came back several times. I so appreciate that. But if you're going to give me a new unit, right, because maybe this Mm -hmm. should have been replaced two, you know, had they done this two years ago or a year ago, I probably would have been, you know, said, okay, fine to that. But now I'm only getting a year and a half. And these problems started when the unit was two years old. How do I know that the unit isn't going to, the new one's not going to have that done? You know what I mean? So how about you give me two and a half years? So it's another year of warranty that they roll the dice on, and it seems reasonable to me. Okay, that is one approach. I'll give you that. What about if I went to the Better Business Bureau and filed a claim? Well, I mean, you could do that. Or is that like hitting ants with a sledgehammer? Well, to me, it's like hitting ants with a sledgehammer. I mean, everybody immediately goes to that. And, um, and I, and I get it right. So at the end of the day, you can dig in, right. And, but then they, Uh then they dig in and how about you try a little sugar first before you go with the vinegar? Okay. Okay. And then the expert, I I will definitely try that. Well, I'm just the expert of, you know. I don't have to put any sugar. Yes. I don't put any sugar in my coffee. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm sweet enough. So just be That's nice. <laughs> okay. And call me Thank back. You so wait, much. wait, wait. That's and do help. me a favor. Call me back after yeah. this and tell me what happens, okay? I will. Thank you so much. You're have welcome. a great day. You too, because I can tell you where to buy a good sledgehammer, too. 857 557 Five five seven four five six eight. I love that line. Do you like sugar? You need any sugar for your coffee? No, sweet enough. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. 
getting ready to tackle those home improvement projects on your own. Do I need to fan that out a little bit? And then put some mud over it, or what's the best way to do that? You can do it. Give it a shot. How good are you at doing mud work, John? And if you need any help, Lou's here to walk you through it. Um, well, I'm, I'm about to find out. Now back to Lou Manfredini <laughs> at House Smarts Radio. <laughs> Baby, takes the morning train. He works from 9 to 5, and then he Welcome takes back. 857-5574, Lou. This is uh, Phil in Algonquin. Hey, Phil, good morning. You're on House Marks Radio. Long-time listener. Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, thank you for being a long-time listener. That's very kind of you. What's going on today? I just wanted to make a quick comment on the uh, warranty issue that your previous caller had. Um, and it had to do, I'm in HVAC plumbing, and it's not the contractor that is holding that warranty. It's the manufacturer. For example, if you have a water heater installed, standard warranty is six years. Right. But if the water heater fails in three years, you get a new water heater. But if that water heater fails just after the six years because it's a new water heater, it's only prorated for six years. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to stop you because I just I want to follow your your line of 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 what you're telling me. So I get a wa- I get a water heater. It has a six year warranty. If it fails Correct. at three years, the manufacturer is going to give that customer or the plumber, or whomever, a new water heater. Correct. Correct. And then I have so now three years in, I have another water heater installed. How long is that warranty? So if it's a warranty water heater installed. It's still only good for the original water heater six years. You do not get another six-year warranty. Why? And that, and that, yes, and that's where I was making a comment with the customer you just had. She had a five-year warranty on the dehumidifier. The humidifier was replaced under the warranty for four years. She does not get an extended five years. She only gets the manufacturer will only give you up to the original warranty of the original product only. So now, wait, now, okay, so now the same water heater that I have installed fails at five years and nine months. You get a new water heater, but you do not get another full six years. I get You th- only get the remaining couple I, months left out that water heater. Really? Yes. And that, and actually, that goes for furnaces, air conditioners, dehumidifiers. Um, it's mainly. You know, a I'm going to I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to steal a line from uh, John Williams because John Williams says this a lot. When I'm king, I don't like that. I mean, because I know, right? Because if I make a, if I so if I am buying this, if I'm making this product, and I say, I am so confident that this water heater to use your example is going to be six you know you're going to have no problems in six years if you don't you know blah 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna replace it no problem but if i put a new one in there correct that's just the deal i need to if it keeps failing in three years i need to make a better water heater it absolutely absolutely 
And the other thing customers need to remember is filling out the warranty information the day it was installed. Right. So I'm going to use a water heater as an example. If you do not fill out the warranty information, you're only going to get the warranty from the date of the manufacturer's made date on the product. Right. Because they need proof that you purchased shelf life is set for a year and a half. Right. You know, you want to always make sure you fill out that warranty information. It is so critical. Right. It could have been made. It could have been made in September, but it didn't get installed until uh, the following February. And so they're going to say, "Well, we made it in September, so that's when the warranty starts." Well, I didn't. The guy, the lady, didn't put it in till February. Well, you didn't fill out your registration card. Goofy. Exactly. So. I'm kind of speaking for all the contractors out there that go through this. It's not the contractor that is producing the warranty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the manufacturer. But the problem is and the contractor is getting all the ba- like they're the ones that the that the customers mad at. Yes, exactly, exactly. We don't make the product. We sell the product. We install the product. We'll back our labor, our materials that we use to install that product. But the product labor is the manufacturer that made it. You said you're an HVAC tech. You're in that business. And do you know of any manufacturers that have, that do it differently on the warranty or no? You know what? They all pretty much follow the same program. They might tweak it a little different between one manufacturer to another, but there is one manufacturer that I do like a lot as far as how they replace their unit. Mm-hmm. Um, one manufacturer, if there's something wrong with the unit, um, let's say an air conditioner, a compressor goes bad. They don't want us changing out the compressor under warranty. They just want us to replace the whole unit where everybody else gives you a compressor to change out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? So, Amana, Daikin Company. Yeah. Daikin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. I appreciate the information. That's very helpful for everybody. Thank you for having me on. Wally Phillips would be very happy. People helping people. Uh, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. It's hot out there, Chicago. Lou Manfredini's here with all your tips, and here he is now, right here on House Smarts Radio. Oh, it's too hot. And then Lindsay said, oh, I didn't know. I've never heard of this song. Me neither. How about you, Don? Nope, this is my first, but I like first it. First time hearing it? Come yep, yep. On. Come on, this is a groove right here. We're so young. Cool name, is it? Well, Cool in the Gang, Too Hot. Cool in the Gang. Yeah. Wait. And there's a great sax solo at the end. You know, I used to play the saxophone, and I used to try and play it. It's such a good oh, yeah. sax solo. Excellent. It's really good. Like, it's like, lady, hey, baby, it's too hot. <laughs> Ladies, right? man. Back in the day. Okay, so a couple things. 857-5574, Lou. Our word of the day. Dun, 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 dun. That's what we need. We need, remember the thing? The uh, Remember the imperial thing. butter? Oh, yeah. Remember? That, <laughs> yes, I bump, do. That's what we need. That's the sounder we need for the word of the day. The, 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 the Wasn't it imperial? I think it was. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I mean, just, I'm having my own little show in my head here. It's I'm really, right there with you. <laughs> what does that say about me today? Flummox. Oh. Oh, that's a great one. It's a verb. Perplex someone greatly, 
to confuse. Kind of like, like right this now. show. Like right now. <laughs> Success. <laughs> Success. I'm done. Right. Here we go. I got it. I just did my job. Um, okay. Gentlemen and lady, have we seen the two hot summer movies yet? No. No. Uh, Tuesday night, we're, uh, Gretchen and I are going to go see Barbie. Okay, are you doing the Barbie Hyman? Hyman? <laughs> no, are they doing both together? I think I'm going to wait for Oppenheimer to come out because three hours in, in such a dark movie seems like a lot for a so theater. So I'm with uh, uh, I'm with yesterday our son and daughter-in-law and some of their friends, their contemporaries, and my wife has gone to see Barbie, friends of hers, mm. and she said she comes out of Barbie and she says, "If you want to be a modern man, you have to go see Barbie." Right on. That's what she said to me. All right. Because it's like this whole empowerment thing. It's like it's not what you think it is. And she said, um, my, our daughter Carmen has seen it twice. She really? says, do Whoa. you think that Ryan Gosling could get an Academy Award for his performance? Because he, he, uh, supposedly he steals the show. <laughs> I believe it. And he's easy on the eyes. Right. <laughs> right on. <laughs> easy. Easy it's listening. hot out there, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, a- anyway, you said, so I was talking with these young, younger people about the movie, and I have not seen the movie, and we said, can Lindsay take her daughters, 10 and 8, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, there's nothing offensive. There's a lot of messages in it that they said, they all said, would go over their heads. Right. It is like, they just wouldn't get it. But right, the message Barbie? is good. Yeah, I What's think that, I, th- I think Barbie. It is PG thirteen, right? I believe it yeah. is. Yeah, oh. it's like a tease, though. You know, the, my kids see these like pink commercials everywhere. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. They're like right. Ooh, totally enamored by the Barbie stuff, and now it's like, no, you can't go see it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did yeah. see something in the elevator on the way up to mix. Start mixing beets with your foods for Barbie pink foods. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Uh-huh. Yeah, the elevator. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, <laughs> you guys you... are getting all your ideas from the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't we all know those capture screens <laughs> yeah. are like everywhere? Right, right. Just sitting there, like you don't have to look at anybody and make no, contact. Just look Absolutely, at the screen. straight at it. <laughs> Silence. So I don't know. I think you. I, I almost wonder whether you need to go see the Barbie movie well, right. with some girlfriends. I thought about that. Who has and, time for that? Well, I'm right. just telling you. I, I'm just trying to be. I'm trying to. I'm I trying need immediate to. Immediate action. I need to take them today. Well, here's what I know. You're not taking them to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a little concerned. I don't know anything. I mean, I'm super excited to see Oppenheimer because I've read a lot about uh, the gentleman and the whole Manhattan Project. But, you know, there's a whole thing when I was in high school. I did a, uh, a research paper on Enrico Fermi. Anyone? Mm, yeah. Isn't he the, the the father of something, right? Fermi Labs. Fermi Labs, right. yeah. Enrico Fermi, anyone? Crickets? Physicist? Uh, he is the father of the chain reaction. Yeah, see, uh-huh. I knew he was the father of something. Right. So he, under the, under the football stands at the University of Chicago, created the first chain reaction of splitting an atom, which then led to the development of the atomic bomb. Mm. So, proving once again, Italians always come up with the cool stuff. Now, you could argue that it's not so cool, but there is some positives to nuclear power and fission, right? Oh, totally. Right? So, anyway. I'm very flummoxed by your... uh, 
Clearly. Okay. Totally proved it right there. Still good. flummoxed. But she got right. flummoxed out. But, but evidently, my point is, I don't believe he's in the movie. Oh, I see. What oh, the heck? He's being an important part of it. Yeah. What the yeah. heck, Nolan? Why are, you, why are you down on the Italians on the Oppenheimer movie? What's going on? Where are you at, Nolan? Answer, yeah, answer on. this. This is terrible. Right. Rico Fermi. Anyway. He's the man. He's the man. Eight five, so flummox is your word, gentlemen and mm-hmm. lady. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. This is Janice in Cape Cod. Hi, Janice. Hi, Lou. How are you today? Oh, my God. You need to look Lindsay's sister. Is she in Cape Cod right now? Is your sister there now? No, they left already, but... Oh, Lindsay's I sister was there. Did my you already... Oh. Lindsay's mom's there, so if you see <laughs> Lindsay's mom, say hello. I will indeed. How may I help you? So we have a house that's a year and a half old, and we have been having problems with the electricity, where it's blinking off and on. And um, it definitely, when it draws a lot of electricity, like if the AC goes on or something, the lights will dim and then come right back. But the fun thing is when we run the washer, the um, when the drum goes back and forth, the lights blink to the movement of the drum. Wow. And some of the, yeah, it's fun. And some <laughs> of the lights are on dimmers. Right. We're going to have a disco party. <laughs> and um, some of the lights are not on dimmers. So we had... It's the, a brand new uh, house. Le- yes, it is. Okay. And we had Eversource, which is the electric company, come out and check the outside, and they said everything was fine. Um, the elect- We've had three electricians come over. They all see the problem, but nobody knows what to do. Oh, I love that we have all the electricians, and now I get you call me. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> I waited to call no, you. No, 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 you're very kind. Okay, so do you know... Do you have a 200-amp service in the house? Yes. Okay. And it's a new development, and you've already contacted the service provider? Yes. And what have they said? They said that the problem is on the inside of the house, not the outside, but they did replace, I don't know, whatever was on the outside of the house just in case. That it was the problem, but there was no difference. After the, was that. it the meter socket? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you this: In Cape Cod, does does your meter socket so outside where the electric meter is? Does your power come in overhead or underground? Overhead. Okay. Do you have an outside disconnect on the house? Like, when yes. you look at the meter socket, is there a switch that if there was a fire, the fire department would undo the power? Yes. Um, I think that there's something going on. So there's three wires coming in from the service, and maybe mm-hmm. the neutral wire is can and boy let me think about this hold on i'm making i'm drawing something on the talk to the electricians about the neutral wire coming from the service 
Is it connected? Okay. Is it connected to what's called the top bus of the disconnect switches? And then the disconnect switch, you know, so in other words, if you imagine there's three, so imagine that there's three wires, right? And I have the three wires in my hand and I have another three wires in my other hand. When I bring them all together, they, they're connected, correct? And okay. so, yes. but, but now if I had a switch in between those, right? And the, the wires in there, when I turn them off, those three wires are disconnected. They're not making contact. If mm-hmm. you took the neutral wire and bypassed the switch so that that's connected because that's not a power line it's the it's the it helps to complete the circuit would that potentially alleviate the problem you shouldn't be having all uh, this flickering and stuff no okay i'm right, not we'll i'm not an electrician i'm not you know so i want to do preface that and i'm sure that these people know what they're talking about but it sounds to me like there's just one little thing that's off and that might be the thing that corrects it yep okay great well i'll definitely ask them about it thank you so much call me back okay i will thanks so much lou eight five seven five five seven four lou i love the people that listen on the stream that's awesome i know it's different but it sounds amazing Eight five seven five five seven four lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight we'll take a quick break and be back right after this You want to hear a story? How would you say this word? T-I-E-D-T apostrophe S. I milked a cat once. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. Any other way but teats. <laughs> Your proven Saturday morning winner. Tides? Tight? Anyone? My sister had a cat. And the cat birthed a litter of kittens. And he's taking your calls live right now. There was this one little run who couldn't really get access to the... to the. I said the name of the place was Teats Nursery. So we're just calling the nursery. And Teats, this is Val. May I help you? To the uh, Teats. Val, how, how do I pronounce the name of the nursery? That's a family name, right? Yeah, it's Teat. 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 Teat Nursery. Okay, yeah. perfect. All right, well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Bye. Hello. Is now when I get the apology? Is this now when I would get the apology? Now back to Lou. Is it too late now to say sorry? Geppetto. That's what I named him. Geppetto. And House Smarts Radio. Just having our own little good time here. 857-5574-LOU is our phone number. This is Kathy in Arlington Heights. Hi, Kathy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hello, and uh, how are you this morning? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm very puzzled, and I'm hoping you could solve the problem. All right. I love puzzles. I live... Okay, well, good, because this is a tough one, and I'm going to try to explain this to you the best I can. All right. I live... Show's over at 10, but do your best. Okay. I'll do my best. I live in a condo in a four-story brick building and I'm on the second floor at the end of the building. The building I'm, was built at the end, like late 60s. I'm having water coming in in different areas, but it's not really water. It's just the beginning where, you know, you're starting to see, like, the little brown stains on the ceiling. Okay. And the, okay, and what I've noticed um, last summer, I did have water come in when we had one of those freaky uh, sideways rains, and one of the bedrooms, it's a two-bedroom unit, one of the bedrooms had water 
pouring in and the water stains went, I'm going to try to describe this, from the window to the back of my unit, okay? And you could see where it traveled along the beam, mm-hmm. okay? We fixed that problem, all right? Um, wait, the unit we fixed that, wait, hold on. We fixed that problem because there was a leak in the window in the unit above or the brick above? How did we fix that? No, in, in, in my unit, the window, all the caulking and mortar or whatever around the build, around the window, there were holes in it. Right, so right, right. But hold on. Fix. Wait one second. Okay. So you had... Okay. So that window was leaking and it was the seal... But you said the ceiling above was where the water was. No, 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 no. It came in all around the window. Got it. Okay. From above All right. Just trying to follow along. Got it. Yeah. And it looks like, okay, and then from the window um, to the back of the unit, okay, which goes towards the hallway, mm-hmm. you know, the common area hallway, um, and you could see where it traveled along the beam. Okay. So I'm assuming the beams go from okay, the hold, window hold on, to the hold back on. of the Kathy, unit. Kathy, I, okay. I need you to do me a favor. Yeah. As we're putting this puzzle together, okay. you know, because when you do a puzzle, you take that you want to do the edge pieces first, right? So okay. I, can, I can tell that we have to talk more about this, but I have to go to the news. So what I want to do is I want to put you on hold, all right? So don't go anywhere because I am going to uh, I'm going to come back to you after um, after the news, but I got to go to the news. So don't go anywhere, and we'll continue this conversation. It's like a tease, right? It will, we'll hear more from Kathy coming because up. Because her issue is very flummoxing. Boom. Uh-huh. Our flagship product, the Toto Acquire. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Automatic lid, air dry, heated seat, bidet, and a unique glazed throat that eliminates debris. Oh, that sounds uh, great, but do you have any toilets? Now back to Lou Manfredini. It's probably a little out of our price range. It's $4,000. Try to keep it simple. Do you have one that you could just <laughs> sit on and go poop? Right here on House Smarts Radio. All right, this is normally when we um, do our noodle and two, but we were uh, talking with Kathy and Arlene tonight. All right, Kathy, we're back to you. Okay. All right, so now we're at the back of our condo, and you're looking up Uh at the ceiling and you're seeing water? Okay. Here's, this is kind of a, it's kind of a a two-part, two-part situation. All right, are we on the Um, second part? Well, I would have, before we broke, I was telling you that I noticed that when the water came in into the one bedroom, it was going from front to back, Got you it. know, the, the traveled along the beams. Okay. Well, now what's happening is, uh, and my, my unit is a rectangle. And now what I'm finding is there's leakage in the bathroom. And my maintenance people have said it's not coming from the unit upstairs. And I've got somebody coming in this week to cut a hole in the ceiling to see where it's coming from. But the, the other situation is what I've noticed. My unit is at the end of the building and uh, my second bedroom backs up to the stairwell. You know, it's a black cinder block stairwell at the end of the building. Well, what I've noticed 
is in the second bedroom now going from the opposite direction I'm finding like along the ceiling line in various spots like the width of my apartment there's little brown spots like where there's some water and this is going sideways and then in the center of the ceiling it looks like where the drywall seams meet it's starting to uh show the seams and like it looks like it's kind of flexible if you will or it's it's not smooth okay okay now when i touch it when i touch it it's not wet it's not soft but with all the rain we've been having I'm finding it more and more, and it's like the sideways stains go from the end of the unit by the stairwell through to the opposite end in various spaces going in the opposite direction of what my first leak was coming from. So does that make sense to you so far? Completely confused, but I'm going to, I have all this information, so now I'm going to try. Um, I'm showing you with my hand while I'm talking. Right, right. I am completely flummoxed by this whole thing. I'm going to give myself... So am I. All right, so hold on a second. Okay. I'm in the bathroom, and I'm looking up above in the shower or the tub, and there's a leak up there, correct? It's not exactly a leak. It's all bubbling. Right, but there's there's something going on above you. In the yeah. in the bathroom yeah. now, the right. uh, okay. Hold on, stop there. Now, when I get okay. out of the bathroom and I go to either side of the bathroom, there's also some sign of some water near the bathroom or near the outside walls. Okay, it's like when you come out into the bath, come out of the bathroom, you're in the hallway. Got so it. So you go. You go into one bedroom, and then you turn left and go to the other bedroom, which is where the, uh, at the end of the unit. It's almost like... Okay, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So there's a bedroom completely next to the bathroom. It's not next to it. It's, it's, it's the closet. Well, yeah, I guess it is, because it's like the bathroom, and then it's the bedroom closet. Okay, when no I'm in, in. So when I'm in that bedroom and I look up, I see no evidence of any water. It's not the water, but it's staining. Right, no, no, no. In, no. In don't, 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 okay. Okay. It's water. Right. Let's go with it's water. Nothing is, you're not smoking, okay. are you? You're not spitting up on no. the ceiling, right? So it's water. No, and this. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying not, I understand. Okay. Hold on. Let me move this thing along because pretty soon we're going to okay. really run out of time. Then when I go, okay, is there another bedroom on the other side of this bedroom where the staining is? Um, the staining where the original staining came in is the middle of the unit. Got where it. I'm seeing the new, the new staining is at the end. It's at where which the is at the complete is. other end of where the uh, bathroom is. Bathroom's not anywhere close. It's, well, yes. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's down the hall. Let's just put it that way. Got it. It's down okay. the hall. So, I'm going to go with. There's two things happening here. I think that opening up the ceiling in the bathroom is the right thing to do. This is condo living 101, where you've got these problems. Right. 
And it could right. be because water can travel. So the fact that you say, well, right. I see a little bit of staining and I don't see water, but then I go further along and I see more water. Water can travel, right? And it can either be a yeah. leak in the tub where the tile meets the shower up above you. It could be a leak in the drain. And the fact that, you know, that it's kind of more prevalent, I'm assuming, in the bathroom, yes? Yeah then that is the place to start. Okay. And That's when they, where we're and, starting. And when they do this hole, okay, um, uh-huh. make sure it's big enough so they can see it. you got to patch the hole anyway, right? So right, make, right. So make sure that that is big enough so that they can stick their head up there and put a flashlight up there and see everything that they have and uh, try and determine what's going on and see if the water can travel. I am running out of time. I got to move on, but I so appreciate you calling this morning and helping us to hopefully solve this puzzle uh, of your water dilemma. But I think it's all starting from the bat. The bathroom. Time, time now for, noodle for noodle noodle too. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New to new to Lou. Good times noodle salad. No noodles. It's new to Lou. But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? One up, I eat everybody. Now back to Lou Manfredini, new to Lou too, and House Smarts Radio. Papa's got a brand new bag. That was kind of like a road trip, right? It's like we were driving to, I don't know, Nashville. Hey, our Noodaloo 2 is sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. When you need a new ride, you need a new Chevy. And our Noodaloo 2 today, I wasn't sold on it when it came. And then after listening to what Lindsay put together, uh, now I'm kind of liking it from a standpoint of um, its ability to be portable. And not have to have as much stuff with you when it comes to cleaning. You know, there's a lot of different cleaning products and things you can do. Well, this is kind of an interesting solution. Take a listen. Imagine only having to carry one sprayer and four small cartridges to clean your entire house, recreation vehicle, cottage, apartment, or boat. Well, our new Tulu 2 this weekend is an all-in-one cleaning system, and it's called the Extreme Eco Multi-Sprayer. The Extreme Eco Multi-Sprayer is a proprietary cleaning system that allows you to switch from one cleaning solution to another with just one sprayer. As I wrote this review on the sprayer, I was trying to think of what it reminds me of. After some toying in my head, it dawned on me. Have you ever gotten a spray tan? Huh? Hear me out. Not the spray tan booth where it sprays for you, but the kind where you stand there, buck wild, posing like Barbie, while an actual person is spraying you with their little spray device. Well, that device is what it reminds me of. The base of the Extreme Eco Sprayer is a reservoir that you fill with water from the tap and then choose whichever of the four powerful cleaning concentrates you need for the task at hand. Click it into place and get to work. With more in the works, the four cleaning concentrates that come in the value pack are a multi-cleaner, a glass cleaner, an odor and stain eliminator, and a scale and scum remover. 
They were all originally formulated for industrial applications in the food service, agriculture, oil and gas, landfill and waste management, and hospitality sectors. And they were created as an effective and eco-friendly alternative to the toxic stuff that's normally used. But today, the Extreme Eco Sprayer and its concentrates are available for you in the home. It's tough to find a green solution that actually works and at a lower cost. Just one of those two-ounce concentrate bottles is equivalent to a 26-ounce bottle. So, sounds like a win-win to me. And the entire value system can be yours for just $79.95. To find out more, check out Lou's House Smart's YouTube channel and be sure to click that subscribe button while you're there. Okay, I have some questions. I had a feeling. You stand in a spray booth <laughs> and someone sprays you and you're not wearing any clothes? Is that what... Well, I mean, you can wear like your bathing suit. So people them. do that? So Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like someone you don't know, like you just go there. Hi, I'd like a spray tan. Hi, I'm S- Susie or well, it just gets like Jimmy. It's more customized than like when you have you ever done that where it's been uh, someone of the opposite sex that does the spraying? No, that's like no. a thing. Like pretty much. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If pe- maybe, I, maybe people do that, but I have not. No. Hmm. But I will say that one of like a. <laughs> A bebopper mom, you know? Yeah. Like, is a spray tanner. Like, she gets I, spray tans? Like oh, no, no, that's them. her job. She gives them. And I've, I'm like, hey, Miss, here's Miss Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know her. And you're, like, talking. What do you think about the Barbie movie? Totally. It's so funny. Yep. And the spray anyway, bottle kind of looks like that? It does. And it's it's kind of got this big base. Right. With that the, you hold, it's like you hold in your hand, you right. know, and then you sp- spray. S- spray. Right, and you can put in multiple cleaners. All I remember about spray tanning is that our daughters, like when they went to prom, they both, like they had to be spray tanned, which is the. I mean, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, you've seen the pictures, and they look a little orange. Well, bronze, sun kissed, Mm, orange. I was Mm. like, wow, you know, it's like I I don't want to be like a fuddy duddy. But I'm like, really? You're these two beautiful young women with orange. I feel them, though. I get it. <laughs> I do the same thing. Going on a vacation, just get a little, like, color. Anyway, the Noodaloo 2 is Oh, great. it has nothing to do with spray tan. <laughs> so it has these little cartridges that you click in. It is, it's a lot. Like, I think that they sent me more stuff than what you would get. Like, they sent me bigger, like, refill bottles and stuff. To try. I did yes. try the glass cleaner. You fill the bottle with water. And you know what it reminded me of is like, you know, the wet and forget extreme reach hose end. That system is, uh, it uses the garden hose and the concentrate and mixes it through. So the bottle is the secret sauce where it, you know, it just does it. And I sprayed it on some glass, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on though. Like that bottle and then the little cartridge there locks in place. But I was thinking the thing you said about camping and cleaning and that kind of stuff. Right. You put the or one bottle boat. in a bucket or a boat and it's sm- yeah. all there. One spray bottle. Oh, I'm going to clean the glass. Click. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to clean the upholstery. Click. Uh, there's an odor eliminator. Click. It's a good one. I like it. Good job. I know. 
know. I yeah. mean, think of the big. I, we have a huge laundry tub of all the our cleaners yeah. in our house, and yeah. it's overflowing. This right. would be one, one and done. All right, Kathy in Arlington Heights has me very behind. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, um, and uh, we're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. You're listening to Lou Manfredini. He's taking your calls all morning right here on House Smarts Radio. We're back to the phone lines. This is uh, Gary in Huntley. Hey, Gary, good morning. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I last talked to you about 15 years ago when I retired and moved to Arizona full time. But now I've wised up and I've moved back uh, to Illinois and now I'm a a snowbird. And I have a question. I'm uh, building an unheated shed down in Arizona. Okay. And I'm just going to use it for like a laundry room and just for storage for, you know, tables and chairs and picnic stuff. And I'm wondering, is it any good? Is it would it be worth insulating that that shed? You're not going to heat it or cool it at all. No. How big it, is? I how, really won't be down. How big is this shed? It's uh, eight by ten. No. And you won't be there, so you won't be there in the heat of the summer. No, no, no. I just plan, you know, again for just the winter. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's a reason to. The only thing I will tell you is that make sure that, you know, obviously it's a dry heat down there. I don't have to tell you. You've been there for 15 years. But um, make sure you got proper venting, right? Maybe even, are you going to build it or are you going to buy one and have them put it on a little slab? They already built it. It's already built, yeah. It's on the slab. Oh, it's already there. Yes. Yeah, don't, don't insulate it. Now, I have a question. If we spoke 15 years ago... How's retirement been for you? Retirement's been wonderful. You got plenty to do? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a, have a lot to do. I kept busy when I was down in Arizona doing some, you know, part-time things. Yep. We came back, we came back uh, to Illinois uh, because of the grandkids. So my, uh, my dear friend, Joe Wisniewski, who just retired after 40 years at his career, the one and only job he had out of college, and he's a lovely man, and he shared this story with me. I think I've said it on the air before, and I, I want to see if you agree. He says, you know, when you're going to retire, someone gave him this advice years ago. You have to be able to answer yes to the three H questions. You know what those are? No. Do you have enough? Have you had enough? And do you have something to do? I I would say yes to all those questions. At a boy. Yes. At a boy. Yeah. At a boy. Good for you. you. Have have, you have to have something to do. Good. That's very important. Good. Well, the one thing you don't have to do is insulate that uh, shed. Okay. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> you got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I may not be living in Chicago, but I can still listen to my dad on House Mars Radio. It's like I can't shake the guy. Now I know how my mom feels. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's so cheesy. Ah, full of bad dad jokes. I know that's exactly how you wrote it to be read, too. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Riding on the city of New Orleans. 
She's uh, moving into a new apartment today down in New Orleans. Just sent me a picture of her behind the wheel of a U-Haul truck. The best part about that picture is I'm not behind the wheel of the U-Haul truck. (laughs) Good luck, Mal. Uh, Welcome back. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. We're here until 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Later on today, we're going to have a conversation with... um, the folks at Redo Cabinets, you may have heard them on the radio. They're a new advertiser. I had a chance to go out and see their facility. Pretty impressive and uh, might be a way for you to um, save some money on renovating your kitchen or even your bathroom, which is kind of cool. One other thing on a personal note, um, you know, our son uh, Massimo is uh, an aspiring actor and he's uh, heading to New York in the fall to get a master's in fine arts. But um, this summer, along with working, he was cast in a production of The Addams Family that opened last night at the Uptown Music Theater of Highland Park. And um, I haven't even spoken to him on the opening night uh, because it you know, ended late and I went to bed. We're going to go see the show today. We're very excited about it. And... Um, the Uptown Music Theater in Highland Park is uh, a young theater uh, that's all about community and creativity and wisdom and instilling hope and inspiration through the art of storytelling. So the Adams Family is uh, running July 28th through the 30th and August 4th through the 6th, and it's at the Northwood Theater. And if you'd like information about the show, you can go to the website, which is the Uptown Theater of Highland Park, and their website is umthp.org, umthp.org, and let's see, I'm clicking on here, yeah, and then there's uh, tickets available, and uh, yeah, so it should be a lot of fun, I'm very excited for them, I'm sure the production went well, he said it's very funny, and uh, he had a full crowd last night, not us, but bunch of friends and family were there last night and we're looking forward to today's production so congratulations to everybody in the cast and to our son and uh, the adams family musical he said it's really really funny so might be a fun thing to do this summer 857-5574 lou let's go back to the phone lines this is tim in orland park hey tim good morning you're on house marts radio hey good morning how are you i'm doing great what's going on well i have a plumbing problem that's driving me crazy uh, we installed a new full bathroom on a lower level, and from day one, the toilet will not get good suction. It won't get a good flush. Um, and so I've tried uh, snaking the thing out. I've also tried getting on the roof and cleaning out the stack vent, seeing if there was any obstructions, but nothing. To make things worse, when I go to put on the faucet and have it run for about 20 seconds, the toilet starts bubbling. So I'm at a loss. Um, was the plumbing, like the, the, the sub-plumbing in the gra- lower level, meaning that it's, it's over like a concrete floor? It is, correct. And was it that, was the floor that we hit. Was that all? Jacked out and okay. attached. So it was jacked out. You had a licensed plumber do all that work? Yes. Okay. And... Do you recall at all when that all went in? 
So the, the house is, uh, is from the 50s. We put it in the bathroom maybe six months ago. Um, so it was new plumbing connected to some old stuff. Okay. There is a, a stand-up shower where that floor drain works just fine. Uh, no problems with that. It's just the toilet. And when you turn on the faucet, the toilet bubbles. Correct. Yeah. We've tried taking the toilet off and um, hand snaking that thing, going 15 to 25 feet, uh, reinstalled the toilet a few times and, and thought we had some success, and then uh, the bubbling comes back. We got two different things going on here. Okay, so the suction part of the toilet is that's a that is a toilet issue not a not a uh, a drain issue and so okay. who's the manufacturer of the toilet um i just double check if it's a kohler um it's not an off brand okay all right so i want you to try this it makes no sense that this is a newer toilet but you know it's a manufacturing thing I want you to get a, a coat hanger, and I want you to take it apart, a metal coat hanger, uh, take it apart, and take the end of the tip, and so you make a little, like, inch and a half long uh, part of the coat hanger, and each individual hole under the rim of the toilet, I want you to scrape, and make sure that there's no china enamel finished that in the manufacturing of it, is clogging those holes at all, so they're open wide up, okay? And that spinning action is what helps the toilet to flush to give you the kind of suction that I assume you're having problems mostly with solids um, to go down. That should improve the, um, the action of the toilet, okay? So that's one thing. Now... Okay. The toilet bubbling when you turn on the faucet, and it not even if you fill up the sink, just turn on the faucet. Well, yeah, the run the faucet for about 20 seconds, and then it starts bubbling up. Yeah, so that is, there's something wrong with the drain connection um, that all I can think of is that when they went into the wall and they went down, they probably did a T instead of a Y, and that just doesn't make any sense. You know, in other words, that, 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 that it's, it's a drain issue, right? And so the thing is, if I put a bucket underneath the vanity faucet, if I held a bucket or a bowl there, and I, or I you know, it, it's not the water running, it's the drain. And something in the connection in the wall is wrong. Now, where this toilet is on the back side, is that also finished as well? Uh, uh, it's on an um, uh, exterior wall. Got it. Okay. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, two things. Try the scraping of those uh, holes under the toilet and see if that improves the toilet issue. Okay? If that, if we can solve that, that's half the battle, Right. So see if that works. Then if that does work, then we got to get the plumber back, and we probably have to pull the vanity and open up the wall because the connection point with that vanity with that toilet 
is the wrong connecting point, which is why you're getting backflow up into the toilet and causing some pressure where the thing's bubbling up. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, we will uh, start going that direction. See what happens. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Are you looking for that rustic statement sink? Well, Builder Supply Outlet scored a delivery of fire clay farmhouse sinks at a smoking hot deal. Sculpted from fire clay, fired at extreme temps, their strong enamel finish is both beautiful and stain resistant. Equipped with a walnut or beechwood cutting board insert. These sinks can retail for over $1,300, but you can get them right now for $269.99. In store at Builder Supply Outlet in Broadview or BuilderSupplyOutlet.com. Get them while they last. 857-557-4LU is our phone number. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Anything we can help you with this morning, just uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. I do want to tell you about uh, Toro as well. We have another product of the month giveaway. Get your yard in a tip-top shape with Toro and the Toro July product of the month giveaway. Final days to enter to win the Toro 60-volt max 24-inch hedge trimmer at WGNRadio.com slash contest. This award-winning battery-operated power hedge trimmer is a beast on the bushes, cutting through tough branches like butter. It has a rotating head, a vertical and horizontal hedge trimming jobs. A 24-inch dual-action steel blade means any job is easy and fast, and it's all part of the Toro Flex Force power system with an interchangeable battery for 75-plus tools for all-season power. Enter to win the Toro 60-volt max 24-inch hedge trimmer, a Toro July product of the month at WGNRadio.com slash contests. That's WGNRadio.com slash contests. Last chance to enter. The sweepstakes ends Monday, July 31st at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. 857 557 This is Carrie in Sycamore. Hi, Carrie. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, morning, Lou. Um, so this is something that's confused me and amused me. I really don't care, but I have the exact same problem that a previous caller had where my washing machine, when the agitator goes with a vroom, 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 in sync with the vroom, 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 my light above it turns into a disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, so there's nothing wrong with my electric downstairs. It's rock solid. I've got a lot of stuff down there. This happened, however, I used to have fluorescent uh, shop lights with fluorescent tubes. Right. I switched them to LEDs recently, and that's when it started. But it's only, and they're all on the same circuit, but it's only the one that is directly above the washer and dryer, but they're on the same circuit. So this is kind of confusing. I like I said, I find it amusing, kind of, because it's I don't care. I'm, but it's <laughs> only much, but. but it's only the light over the top. Yeah. You said it's on the same yeah. circuit, but it's not the same circuit as I, the washing machine. Uh, no, it's not. But the light. So I've got right. So the lights. So there's another identical uh, shop light LED shop light uh, rig just down on a different circuit. And that one does not do the blinking, and it's maybe uh, ten feet away from the washing washer mm-hmm. dryer. It's only the one directly above, and it only happened. It did not do it with the fluorescent bulbs, which is confusing because those draw more power and have well, and yeah. But so you know, the interesting thing about that is that so the the so what I think it is is um, that last light wherever you have it is it wired or plugged in? Plugged in. 
is sharing a new neutral- it's sharing it's sharing the neutral wire okay that the washing machine is using okay so you know in other words if you uh open up that box mm-hmm. you probably will see some white wires all bound together with a wire nut Okay. Yep. And one of those neutral wires, you know, like the one coming off of your fixture. Well, okay. So, for instance, you said it's it. So there's a box and it's plugged in right above the. Yeah, it's a ceiling. It's on the it's on the ceiling. So the conduit goes through the first light I mentioned that's farther away, it, and then continues and it, it it ends with this one. And then right there up in the ceiling is a receptacle. Yep. Yep. If you so you in theory could unplug that light put an extension cord on yep. it, and plug it in at the other spot. Sure. So if you did that, and then you don't get the flashing lights, then we know that it's sharing a neutral wire. And you can either plug an- you can either run another neutral wire off of that other fixture through the pipe oh, okay. and disconnect sure. it from what is um, connected there, or you could just plug it into the other outlet and zip tie an extension sure. cord up there and be done. The thing with LED lights, the, re- the reason that people are having so many problems with it is that it's circuitry, right? So it's solid state, the diode, it's not like yeah. a light bulb. And so it's very right. sensitive. And uh, for those of us in the AM radio business, um, yeah. it's a problem, too, because that circuitry can interfere with the, the uh, signal of the AM frequency. And so it's... Yeah, I've heard lots of people call you about that. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of learning curve, but try the little test with plugging into the other outlet okay. and, sure. and and see if you solve it that way. Sure, that, maybe that'll help the other caller because I, I find it kind of amusing because it's just above <laughs> the washing washer dryer, but whatever. Well, uh, I'll give it a shot though. Thanks. You got yeah, it. I appreciate you calling this morning. Yeah, and I'm always happy to uh, for everybody to learn uh, every Saturday morning here. Let's see if we can learn something from Bob in Arlington Heights. Hey, Bob, good morning. Uh, good morning, Lou. Um, I have a problem with uh, water seeping up through my concrete floor in the basement. Uh, it's it's seeping up from the uh, cast iron, what they call lolly column, I believe, uh, at the base of that column. Okay. And it also, also appears to be seeping up um, from the main waste pipe. That goes into the concrete floor also. Both of them go into the floor. Okay. And do you have a perimeter drain tile or a sump pump? I don't have a sump pump. I'm not sure about the drain drain tile. The house is 80 years old. We've been here about 40. Got it. I mean, it's obviously some kind of water table issue where you're getting that. And does it happen all the time or just when you get heavy rain? Um, actually, I think it has happened um, unexpectedly when it hasn't rained. Not often, but when it rains now, uh, we do have that seepage coming up. And has where you live now, uh, Bob, like have more homes been built around you and infrastructure updated and that kind of stuff? I mean, you've lived there 40 years, so obviously there's been stuff over the years, right? No, all the homes are, are old. They've they been are. here okay. a long time. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of a telltale sign to me when you see that water there that it's a water table issue that you need to manage by putting in perimeter drain tile and a sump pump. Now, is your basement finished or unfinished? Un- unfinished. Okay. So you in your crystal ball, Bob, what's the plan for you in this house? 
Uh, we're going to be here many more years, we hope. God willing, right? So if that's the case, yes. you probably would be a good candidate to have somebody like Permaseal come out and give you an estimate to do perimeter drain tile in a sump pump for two reasons. One, it will probably solve this problem. You won't have that seepage anymore. It's going to preserve the structural integrity of the home because that lally column you know, is sitting through that slab, you know, it's a heavy piece of metal, but, you know, you've got the you've got the part that's under the concrete and then sitting on a pier that you don't see, and, you know, it could rust out, you know, over time. And um, because you've got part that's in the water and then the air up above and air and water, when they're, you know, together, that's what creates rust. When you go to sell this house in many more years, you know, you could say, I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'll just let the next people worry about that. But you know, if we're talking about the next ten years, you know, if 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 we're if we're rolling the dice that we're going to be here at least ten years, I would invest in that. Okay, can does uh, Permaseal can they do the structural work if that lolly column it has to come out and be replaced? Do they, they, they do they that? Or does... They do, they do. So if they assess that and say. You know, if they go there and assess that and say, hey, this thing's kind of rusted out, we need to address that, they absolutely can. Okay, it does look like it's rusted at the base. And I've read where they, they have filled those normally with concrete. Ours sounds like it's hollow. And I'm a little concerned about this, the structural support of that mm-hmm. column now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're, so, t- they're typically filled with concrete, but um, it's hard to tell by knocking on it, but... Uh, I spent a couple of years as a welder, and my job was making lally columns with steel pipe and plates and then filling them with concrete. And that, that, was uh-huh. a, that was one of the hardest working summers I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but um, 800-421-SEAL is their phone number, 800-421-SEAL. And uh, have them come out. The estimate is free, and they can assess it. They've got certified people to come out and give you an estimate on all of that, and then you can decide what to do. The one thing I do know is they'll do a very good job for you. Appreciate the phone call. Need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Just right. a minute. I have to tell you, I sure. went to Menards, yeah. and I got a hold of a guy in the paint section, and he said, oh, I listen to Lou Manfredini all the time. <laughs> and don't get anything else because you won't be satisfied because Lou told you so. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. Welcome back to House Marts Radio, Lou Manfredini. We're going to talk about um, updating your kitchen or your bath and doing it in a way that's going to make your life a lot easier and possibly save you some money as well. Now, I know I've talked about the fact that uh, I, I redid our kitchen. You know, we have a home in southeastern Wisconsin, and I did a project there where I took it all apart. I painted the cabinets. We put in new countertops, new appliances. And in the end, it turned out great. But it was a lot of work, and quite frankly, um, you know, maybe not to be full of myself, but maybe most of you listening don't have the same skill set that I do, and you're like, I can't do all that work. I don't have all those tools. Um, what? How am I going to do all this and, and get the kind of results that I want? Well, 
there's a company that you have uh, started to hear here on WGN Radio and on House Marks Radio called Redo Cabinets. Joining me on the phone line is Mark Olson, who is the co-owner of Redo Cabinets. Mark, good morning and welcome to House Marks Radio. Hey, good morning, Lou. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, can you tell our audience a little bit about Redo Cabinets and what it is you folks do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So here at Redo Cabinets, uh, we specialize in cabinet refacing, or what I like to call light kitchen remodeling. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that are considering painting their kitchen. Uh, however, we do know that's a short-term solution, or some people may consider a full kitchen remodel. Uh, but we're also aware that a full kitchen remodel is, is extremely intensive and uh, may take up the months for completion. So uh, we found a, a great opportunity to show homeowners about cabinet refacing. Uh, we could get your project done in as little as three days. And basically what we do is we take your door and drawer fronts and we dispose of them. You get to pick out a brand new style door and drawer front. And we also have a wide variety of colors to choose from, whether it's a solid color or wood grains. Mm. We take your existing boxes, and then we sand them down, get them down to the raw wood grain, and then we put a very thick V32 laminate over the boxes. And that's going to give it like a brand-new kitchen look. So the uh, so when, when a customer comes and picks, uh, you know, they want white cabinets or they want, a, uh, you know, a shade of brown, light or dark or whatever – you'll match the the door style, whatever that finish is, with the color that's on the frame. So when everything's reinstalled, you've got new hinges right on the doors and, and, and new hardware options if they want it, and it's going to look like brand-new cabinets. That's correct. Um, you love your existing layout. We keep your existing layout. When it's done, it looks like brand-new cabinets. We have a wide variety of uh, hardware selection with several different options of finishes, and uh, your doors come with soft, closed hinges. And then we also have a lot of accessories to add to your kitchen, whether you want to add crown molding, trash can pull-out, sink tilt tray, a lot of fun accessories that go along with it. What about for people um, that maybe have, okay, I like my layout, but, man, this one drawer where I keep all my uh, silverware, you know, is problematic. I'm constantly, you know, it doesn't work well. Can, can you come in and retrofit that with a new drawer that works well? Absolutely. Um, we could also build new boxes and new drawer boxes. So most houses, their drawer boxes are in good shape. Uh, if they're not, we could replace them with a brand new drawer box. And we could also add soft close uh, um, glides as well uh, to the drawer boxes. Mm. So that is definitely an option we offer. And so, um, you know, we, we talk about the fact that, you know, if you're going to do a whole kitchen, right, you're gutting everything. It's a huge hassle. Um, it costs a lot of money. Um, doing this refacing by doing the, the new door fronts and, and uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, trimming up the boxes, making it look good, saves people a lot of money. But I would imagine then, too, what about someone's like, well, I really would like to do countertops or maybe a new sink. Is that something you can help with as well? Yep. We're a one-stop shop. We also offer a wide variety of countertop options, and we also offer backsplash. Um, we also have, again, uh, sinks, faucets. If you want to go a farm-style sink, we also have that option as well. Mm, that's great. How many different... Um uh, door styles or colors are, are offered in your services? Right now we have about 26 different colors, and that, that's a variety of dark wood grains to light wood grains. And we also have a wide variety of solid colors from uh, your standard whites 
all the way down to uh, some black options. Um, so we have a wide variety of colors uh, to choose from um, that can match any style you're looking for. Now, you mentioned when we started saying, hey, we can transform the look of your kitchen, you know, in, in just a matter of days. But can you take, just so we set everybody's expectations about, you know, what the process is like, because you're going to send somebody out to measure, obviously present the styles, but there is a little lead time, obviously, that they're waiting to get the stuff before the work gets done. Correct. Correct. After you purchase an order with us, uh, we get our measure tech out to your house, uh, hopefully within 72 hours to get your product uh, measured so we can get it ordered right away. Right. We typically see right now, depending on the seasonality, anywhere from five to seven weeks uh, before we actually start to install your project. Now, the installation process, um, you know, our installers basically kind of go through a whole punch list with you in the beginning. We, we take extra precautions, protect the surroundings of your kitchen. Uh, we put up plastic wrap. We close off the area to make sure it's sound as a pound and we're, we're not going to damage anything and uh, be very courteous to your uh, house. Mm. And um, you, we're talking about kitchens, but you can also help people in the bathroom as well. Yeah, that's correct. Um, we can also do bathroom vanities. Um, quite a bit of bathroom vanities have been uh, showing up now that we're able to do those. We offer the countertops, the hardware, and also the refacing and the, va- the vanities as well. Right. Now, I know that pricing is, you know, it depends on the job and the number of cabinets and whatnot, but um, can you give the listeners kind of an idea of, you know, the starting point maybe of, of where you could go? I mean, I know that it's it's remarkably less than uh, what a whole new kitchen would be, and I think a lot of people maybe don't, you know, they, they just don't understand how expensive that is, um, you know, to do a, a gut kitchen, you, you could easily spend fifty to $75,000 if you ripped it all out and started from scratch. Uh, you're remarkably less expensive than that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We're a, a lot less than a full kitchen remodel. They are ranging from the high over 60000 up to past 100000 depending on the, the products you're choosing. Right. Um, but we're definitely more than painting. There's a lot of labor involved and also a lot of product involved which gives us the, the, the give the lifetime warranty that we give on our products. So uh, we've done kitchen, uh, uh, small kitchen refaces as small as uh, around 6000 and some of our projects have gone um, just right about 35000 But I would say a sweet spot that we typically see is right about 18000 and that's including backsplash, countertop, sink, faucet, full reface, crown molding, hardware, you name it. So a brand that's new kitchen awesome. for as little. Yeah. yeah. Um, one one other things, you know, I had a chance to come out and see you guys um, and see your facility, what you were uh, all about, and how you you do all the quality control. Um, all these cabinet doors that you are are getting are all made in the USA, correct? That, that's correct. Everything is made in the USA, right out of Ashland, Ohio. A family-owned company manufacturer, a really close uh, relationship with them. Uh, and it's, we're really proud to be exclusive, uh, the only exclusive dealer in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, it's really nice looking stuff. And I, I got to see some of the uh, setups and the displays you have. And, and it's, a, I think, a real viable option for people if they're thinking about a kitchen and bathroom. Um, all right, give us the, the 411. How do people contact you uh, to learn more and maybe set up, uh, I'm assuming it's a no-obligation appointment, right, for people to come out and take a look at your kitchen? Absolutely. There's no obligation. All you've got to do is give us a call. You can reach us at our office at 630-686-1700, or you could go on our website, 
at www.redocabinets.com. Feel free to give us a call. Um, our customer service representatives will fill you in with any information you need. We'll set you up with an appointment, and the price is good for one full year. So if the if and when comes up, you definitely know what your kitchen reface costs. That's awesome. Mark Olson is the co-owner of Redo Cabinets. If you're thinking about redoing your kitchen or the bathroom and you want a, a viable option that's going to save you money but look fantastic, then uh, give these folks a call or go to their website. Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you, Lou, and thank you, WGN listeners. Really appreciate it. Hope to see you all soon. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You know, we love to give home improvement tips on House Smarts Radio, so here's a tip for financing your next project, right? Got to pay for it. Talk to the home equity loan experts over at DuPage Credit Union. They'll fit the right home equity loan to your needs. Learn more at DuPageCU.com or call 800-323-2611. Now, by member's choice, this financial institution is not federally insured, DuPage Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 445096. You're tuned in to Lou Manfredini. Hi, Lou. How are you today? I am doing great on this beautiful, beautiful day. How may I help you this morning? And House Smarts Radio. Accidentally, some candle wax was spilled on my laminate kitchen floor. He's taking your calls live. I Googled it and it said use warm water and vinegar, and I tried that, and it doesn't do any good. On any questions about your home that the old Google can't answer for you. Now back to your host, Lou, right here on House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. 857 lou 857-557-4568 is our number. This is Joe in Oak Lawn. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning, Lou. I heard uh, a while back you had somebody on there, and you were talking to him about um, I'm trying to stop this. Uh, talking about uh, solar panels on the roof. Yeah. And I was interested in getting that. And I would like to find a local guy to do it, not one of the big name companies out there that, you know, promise all this stuff and take six months to do it. So, Joe, it's so interesting that you called because I was having this conversation this week with a friend of mine. And the interesting thing about this whole solar panel like movement that seems to be out there right now, I can't get a straight answer out of anybody about if it's beneficial or not to you, the user. Okay. And the reason is this it seems to me, and, and you just mentioned that a lot of these big guys, they'll come out and say, oh, yeah, we'll put these up on your roof and you'll get free electricity. But you don't really own the panels, and they're leasing it back. And it seems, at least the information that I've uncovered, these companies are the ones making all the money using your roof 
to give the energy back to the grid. Yes, you're 100% right. Okay. I've kind of talked and got into this more. I mean, this free thing that they give you, you're still going to pay something to them. Some of them have increases uh, that they, you know, they starts out at $25 a month, but it could go up every year. Um, and the, the a lot they lease it. And, you know, the best thing is, though, after, after 20 or 25 years, you can buy it from them. You know, right. you paid right. all this money for this time. Right. So, but, right. And well, so, my, yeah. so to me, and there's, go ahead. There's another program out there that, um, is, that they, you can, yeah, they get the, uh, energy credit from the federal government. They also sell, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's credits, energy credits right. to companies or the state, and they get that money. So, uh, basically a $30,000 installation for me, I would get a third of that back as a government credit, and then I would get, uh, you know, 25% back maybe from selling my credits to one of these companies. So, you know, in the end, you know, I'm getting something for half price, and I own it, and I don't pay very little after that. Right, right. Um, I don't know. You know, I was t- so I was I was talking to my buddy Mike Jagabowski about this, and like he goes up to uh, a fish every year. He goes or a few years he goes fishing up in Canada, and the 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 camps up there all have solar solar panels and battery packs, and that's how they power the camps because they're on some island. You know, you got to fly into the middle of it. And, you know, this guy up in Canada just put up these solar panels, put the battery system in there, and it's got an inverter, and he runs everything off of that. So, to me, you know, the thing is, yeah, there's a cost in you buying your own panels and putting it in, but then you own it, and you get all the benefit of it. And then I think there's a way for you to sell back to the grid, and you get to get, right? So. Why, yeah. why, why do I need these other people to do this? And I, but I cannot find like what you and I are talking about. Anybody that wants to do that, oh, no, you don't want to do that or whatever. I'm like, why not? Why can't I find somebody to come and say, Hey, you, like to me, it would seem to me like a Lindholm roofing or one of these roofing companies could figure out the way, um, uh, could put this up on the roof and say, here you go, um, I'm going to, uh, Joe, I'm going to charge you, I'm going to make this number up, $20,000, right? And I'm going yeah. to install these sonar panels on the roof, and then I'm going to run the wire down into your garage and then do what do whatever you want with it, right? Plug it into a battery or somehow do it into the grid. There's a way to transfer that. There's like a transfer switch that you buy that I'm sure Square D makes, right? This is not, it's like all off-the-shelf stuff. And I got to do a better job of getting this information. So you're you're motivating me to really, because there's a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. And, you know, you're not the first person to ask me this, and I need to get more information. So I don't have the answer for you right now. Give me a couple weeks, and I will. Okay, and the only problem is, you know, if you go on the Internet and you try to do some research, 
all you get is these companies, the big companies, calling you, and you can't find a little company around that's going to do it. Correct. Correct. And and those little, the big ones, and they got a, the contract is thirty or forty pages. Right. I mean, what does that tell you? You know. And then the next thing is you got to give them X number of dollars, and they guarantee to do something within thirty days. But that's just a guy to come out and look at your system and say, oh yeah, we can do this. And then they have up to six months to actually install it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole. I'm, so, I'm telling you, it's like it's a racket, and the only people that are that are making the money, you know, and I, and I don't fault anybody making money, but no, I no. think that the homeowners kind of get you're get you we're getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. Right, and we're provide so we're provide we're providing the 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 foundation essentially for the solar panel to look up at the sky right i don't know all right yeah do me a favor just give me a couple weeks and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do some digging i'm gonna put my i got my i got my colombo uh trench coat on and i'm gonna put that on i'm gonna ask a lot of questions like robert falk i thought i heard somebody on wtn radio a few months back several months back and it was something electric, and they were way up on the north side or north suburb that they would do it. But I'll, that's, I'll, I don't really I'll find out. I don't know that, but I'll find out. Okay. Thank you very much. You're a good man. I appreciate you calling this morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. You're tuned in to Lou. I did some research on a tankless water heater. I was told that there's a minimum water pressure. If you've got a question, now's the time to call. And I may not have enough pressure. I was wondering if there is a pressure device that I can check the pressure myself. No pressure. Look at me, I'm like a scientist. Now back to Lou Manfredini. Fire up the Bunsen burner and get to work. And House Smarts Radio. Welcome back. House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, until 10 o'clock, 857-557-4LOU. Um, yeah, Lindsay's texting me, making fun of me, and uh, my niece, Ellen, uh, sent, she's got like a dining room table, and uh she was sent it out in the group text. And she's like, "Hey, I've got this table. We're getting rid of this table. Um, it's a little worn, but it's sturdy." And I was like, "Oh, kind of like me. <laughs> it's a little bit worn, but still sturdy, especially with my new knee." Have I talked yeah. about my new knee lately? Not lately, no. Okay, can going? I tell you? I'm amazing. Oh, and I'm not amazing like I'm amazing, but. If you're if you're on the fence about doing knee surgery, don't be. I am now, I don't know, when did I I did this on my birthday? I did it was my birthday present, May 4th. So what is that? All of May, all of June, all of July. Basically, right? 3 months. Okay, yep. I am in zero pain. I can do everything. I I was on a fishing trip with my buddy Mike J. Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, we went on a little fishing trip. I have a little fishing boat. And so when you're on a fishing boat, and we were at Lake Winnebago, which is choppier than you would think, and when you're standing on that boat, you know, it's moving around. 
a lot like my physical therapist does. There's like a little, you stand on this uh, board and it's got like a ball on the bottom of it, you know, and you kind of, I don't know. Balance do exercises. Balance exercises. Thank yep. you, Don. Yes, sir. That's what, And that's what the boat was. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it. That is awesome. Right? You know in that end of Karate Kid? Where he busts his, was it his knee or his, his knee? Yeah, or his it ankle? Is, it's his knee. Yep. Sweep it's the leg. his knee. And he's there and he's, and I'm do, okay, you can't see me now, but look at me, Lindsay. I'm putting my hands up and I got my knee up like Ralph Macchio. The crane. The crane. I'm there. That's me right now. So don't, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's the worst thing that ever happened. I. It is not. I hear, oh my gosh, I hear from people. Who says all, that? I ran into this guy who had his knee done. He's like, oh, I'm still in pain. How long? Oh, two no. years ago, I'm still in pain. I'm like, I'm like, what did you do? Hmm. Didn't go fishing. No, and didn't do, do exactly what they tell you beforehand with the exercises. Could you play pickleball? I could. And can I tell <gasps> you? you? Can, no, but can I tell you what I did the other day? I don't even tell my hmm. wife this. I went for a run. Hmm. No. Not nice. far. Hmm. Just to try it. That's great. Just to try it. And I was like, hey, I can run again. Like before when I ran, I was like, I look like, I don't know what I look like. <laughs> I didn't look good. It didn't look good. It was like, it, I looked like a guy that shouldn't be running. Like <laughs> that guy, he shouldn't run. Like there was an emergency somewhere behind right, you. Right, Like other than if a bear was chasing you. <laughs> right, right. Right? But I am up all in on the knee replacement. I had it done awesome. in North Shore just for, you know, no, it was great. That's awesome. I'm all in. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Andy. And you know what? It'll be fun uh, when the weather the weather's cooling off this weekend. It'll be less humid. Running will start being enjoyable again. Exactly. Right. I can't even walk out the backyard. And it's smoking hot. Yeah. It's crazy. We, we were, so we were fishing up in Lake Winnebago. It was Monday, Tuesday. We have this, Mike and I do this annual fish fry, and we have to catch all the fish that we do on the fish fry. And we were not as successful as we wanted to be. The water was really hot. And on Monday, I mean, this is like, it was a work trip, you guys. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out how I can, you know, deduct this on my taxes. Sure. We got up at 4.30 in the morning. We were on the water by 5.15, fishing. And by 2 o'clock, it was 95 degrees. Mm. Oh, God. And we are both just drenched in sweat. And Mike turns to me and he goes, I, I'm about ready to burst into flames. <laughs> so hot. Man. And so I said, how about we come off the water, we go shower, right? And we get cleaned up. We have an early dinner, and then we come back out for some night fishing. So we stayed at this campground. We rented a cabin, which was fabulous. And it was on a campground, but the cabin had no running water. It didn't have a bathroom. Mm. So it's a campground, right? So across the road... Like not even a, not even like a gravel road. They have like a building with a swimming pool and uh, and locker rooms with bathrooms and showers. You know, like a campground. So we get there and we take our little shaving kits and we go walking across the street. You know, they have multiple showers, right? So we can, and we go in and I move the shower curtain. I go in, you know, with my Crocs on, and you need quarters to get the shower to work. Oh <laughs> no! Oh no! I'm like, well, they didn't mention that. Right, and you're—I just have a little shaving kit, and you know, I'm going to take a shower. Thankfully, I had quarters in my truck, and so you get three minutes for twenty-five cents. Wow. Yep, we had four quarters, so we took six. Which you know, six minutes is a lot. Is it? Yeah, it does go really quickly. I mean, I didn't shave or anything, but you know, just I was clean. 
Right? right? So you charge that more. That alone was worth every quarter. Oh my god! Charge more like, for hot water. Is it cold water free? But no, it was warm right away. It was fabulous. Oh, okay, all right. It's the best. Then you're all clean, and then we went to dinner, and it was great. And then we went and fished at night, and had, we had more success. Nice. There you go. How did? What was I talking about? I have no Your knee. Idea. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines here and talk with uh, Darren, who's in St. John, Florida. Hi, Darren. Hey, good morning, Lou. Appreciate you taking my call. Um, yeah, I've got a question for you. I've got a limestone newly installed uh, as of a couple months ago, March uh, limestone paver pool deck. <clears throat> it's a it's a very light color. It's called white capri, but nonetheless, I'm having difficulties trying to get a good sealer on it. So, just curious, what you think would be best for that? And why do we want a sealer? Well, because um, it does. Uh, obviously, in Florida, we get a lot of a lot of rain and and heat, and the the the, the deck gets uh, moldy. I guess, uh, mm-hmm. pretty quick. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been really wet this year in particular. But uh, so, yeah, and, and obviously for stain protection. Um, I know when I bought the, uh, when we had the, the project done, the, the stone company said, you know, as far as cleaning it, you could just put straight bleach on it just to, no, to remove any no, stains. No, but no, no, um, Here's what I would do. The reason I don't want you to seal it is um, it'll get slippery and down there, because of the heat, um, you're going to get it to peel off. Like, the sealer in that is um, is going to be a problem. And so, okay. what I want you to buy is some wet and forget. How, right. bi- how big is this pool? Clear. How big is this pool deck? Uh, 30 by 60. Okay. Now, I want you to buy the concentrate, and I want you to buy a pump sprayer, okay? And you're going to mix it with the water and the concentrate in the pump sprayer, and you're going to leave. Where do you keep all the pool chemicals? Uh, They're in a pool box on the back. uh, You're going to keep this in the pool box, okay? And you're going to take this out, and you're going to uh, walk around your pool deck at the end of the day or whatever one day, and you're going to spray it all with the wet and forget, and um, you're going to probably do that once a month, just part of your normal maintenance. It'll handle the mildew and mold. It won't make it slippery. It won't get dirty, and the limestone will look fantastic. All right, great. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I've used the wet and forget on the vinyl fences down here and whatnot for you know similar, but uh, didn't think about using it for the deck. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, and it it, it works really well on limestone. I mean, like they use it on memorials and places like that. So it it will work. And uh, you may not even have to do once a month. It might be every couple months, but just keep an eye on it, and it works all by itself, and it'll do a perfect job for that. Perfect. Really appreciate it. Thanks, sir. You got it. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you listening. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. This is a house that Jack built, y'all. Now back to Lou Manfredini. Remember this house. Taking your calls right here on House Smarts this Radio. Was that it worked by hand. It was the dream of an upright man. There was a room that was filled with love. It was a love that I was proud of. Welcome back. 
This is uh, Carolyn in Park Ridge. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, so I just was wondering how, what you think about trenchless repair to a sewer line. Um, if the sewer is not collapsed and it is, um, you know, water is still running like it's pitched correctly... It can right. it can be a viable solution to the repair. What what's the situation you have? Well, yeah, it's still it's still running. Uh, we've been told that there's a crack. Um, the problem is, you know, where it is, and if we were to dig up the problems that that would entail, right? And so. Um, did you actually, ar- did the- you already get an estimate for doing this? Yes, and uh, they didn't. And so then I went online and started investigating. Um, I mean, basically the only option, I mean, there was only one option, was to break up the cement and dig. And, and so when I went online to investigate, I read about this trenchless repair. Right. Uh, so, you know, I was going to call a couple other places that would offer that. Okay, so in other words, where the break is. So they put a camera down there and located the break. And is that like near the home or near the street or what's the story? It's near the home and it's under the driveway. Got it. Okay. And so, and when they, and and did you have like a plumber televise the entire sewer? Yes. Okay. And so... They found this break uh, at the point. Now, the break, it's not a collapse, is it? It is not a collapse. It is not. Okay. And so did you already get a bid from someone on the trench list thing? No. Okay. All right. I mean, you got to, you know, probably to dig up your driveway and repair that, it could be anywhere from, you know, Ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Yes. Okay. Actually, a little bit more. And then you have to patch the driveway. Yes. Right. So, yes. you know, if the trenchless people come in at half that, that's a pretty good deal. But I think that they'll right. probably I, I, go ahead. I, I guess my question is, you know, how long does that last? Is it? You know, I mean, are we going to have the problem again in a couple years, or? Well, I mean, it is not a, it is, essentially what it is, it's like a sock, right? That they, it's like you're unfolding the sock before you put it in the laundry. Okay. Do you unfold your socks before you put it in the laundry? Yes. Lindsay does not. I just saw I just saw it on your face. You don't do it. That is like it's like you're not even cleaning the socks if you it's don't like do that. 101. Okay, mom. I know. All right? It's like a wad and you I might try. as well just throw them in the garbage. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Agreed. So you unfold the sock, but then they put this polymer in there and it essentially turns it into a PVC pipe. Okay. A thin PVC pipe, 
but a PVC pipe that's smooth. And how, how old is your house, Carolyn? Uh, 40-some years. Okay, and did they say that the line under the driveway, is it clay or is it iron? Clay. Okay. It's a vi- really viable option for a clay sewer line. Okay. But, okay. But I, but I, but I, I mean, there's nothing that's permanent, right? Well, I, yes, I, yes. <laughs> right. But it will solve the problem, and you know, is it a ten-year proposition? I mean, I think that's a reasonable expectation, if not more. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, just the thought of breaking up the driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Right, and it just, yeah. it's a whole crazy thing. So there are more than one of these trenchless companies out there, so I would get multiple bids. I'm sure they all know what they charge, but find the one that you work, that you want to work with, that gives you, you know, that makes you most comfortable, and then make the decision as to what is right for you. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your advice. Good luck, Carolyn. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 Lou. The whole sock thing now, it's got me thinking about all kinds of other stuff, but I'm going to stop because I know we have to go okay. to news. Thank God for news. <laughs> Thank God for news. Thank God for Don Kleppen in this report of WGN Radio News. It's Saturday morning, and you're waking up with Lou. I'm wondering, Lou, if you can once and for all answer this ongoing dishwasher controversy, this debate. He's ready to take your calls and set the record straight. Did I hear this correctly earlier today? You asked Lou Manfredini to agree with you that you don't wash things before you stick them in the dishwasher. For better or for worse. Well, there's a New York Times report on this. Apparently, some detergents actually work better if they cling to the food. Whether you want to hear it or not. (laughs) What do you think happens to a giant piece of, like, potato skin? Happy wife, happy life. I can't even believe you're saying that. Lou, help me. That is, physically impossible. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. Stuck on you. Stuck like blue. You and me, baby. That's what it reminded me Hey, 857-5574-LOU is our phone number. 857-557-4568. We could do our Just Text Me segment, too, now, couldn't we? We could, Lou. All right. (laughs) Is that my cue? Yeah, that would be you to start. Yep. Got it. Uh, Lou, dear Lou, the toilet in our main bathroom seems to wobble. Is there something we can do to correct this? Mm. Well, a wobbling toilet means it's going to be a leaky toilet pretty soon, so we need to fix that for sure. One is make sure that the Johnny bolts, which are the uh, bolts that hold the toilet to the floor, are tight. But also, you can buy these little plastic shims that they sell at the hardware store that are specifically designed to help shore up a toilet like if the floor is uneven and they're they're made of a plastic that you can cut with a utility knife and the trick here i'm not a huge fan of caulking a toilet to the floor but when you use these shims it's kind of necessary so you put the shims in to get it nice and level and you sit there with your rear end and kind of like oh yeah that feels pretty good then you take a sharp utility knife and along the edge of the toilet against the floor cut the shims Then take some siliconized latex caulking, assume your toilet is white, 
in a white color and caulk it to the floor. Use your finger to finish it off nice and uh, evenly. Don't use the toilet for at least, I don't know, 12 hours. So you're just going to have to hold it. Or hopefully you have another bathroom. And then once it dries, it shouldn't, mo- it shouldn't work anymore. Or wouldn't shouldn't wobble anymore. Wobble. Right. All right. Uh, Lou, I bought a townhome here at the Glen. I have large half-circle windows that apparently need to be resealed. I have no idea who to call. Any ideas? Um, well, if they're leaking, I do, do not have a personal relationship with... Um, these companies that do this, but there are several companies out there that will come in, they'll drill a hole in, they will pr- provide a, like a negative um, pull on the system to pull anything out of there, and then they seal the window back up. And it's not a permanent solution, but I've heard from listeners who have had this done, and they've been very happy with the results. So do a little Googling and uh, get a couple of estimates on it, and they should probably be able to help you out. All right, and lastly, our AC unit is really loud. We've had it serviced for the summer, and it's working correctly. It's not a vibration issue, but there is a loud humming heard inside the home. Will adding a purchased noise reduction cover over the condenser be a good solution? I mean, if the unit is older, it's not uncommon that older units get the compressors are noisy. And so... You know, the, the issue becomes, um, the issue becomes, is it worth it re- to replace the compressor or do you replace the whole thing? So, you know, the, the kind of the, in the industry, the rule of thumb is if it's 15 years old or older, then you're probably, it's a better place to probably replace the entire unit as opposed to doing that. The noise reduction cover I think will probably have a very limited uh, effect on it. So you just have to sort of ask yourself, what's the best use of your money? Replacing the compressor, which is probably what's making most of the noise, or it could be the fan motor too. Um, And then if that is, you know, obviously if you're going to just replace the AC, you know, that could be a $4,000 plus proposition, depending on the size of the house. Uh, If you're going to replace the fan motor or the compressor, you know, maybe that's $1,500. I'm just making these numbers up, but roughly that's probably about it. And then it should be quiet and, you know, you don't have to listen to it. And that cover might cost you five, $600. And then if it doesn't work, you're out five, 600 bucks. So I think it would be better to assess whether replacing the compressor or the fan motor or the entire unit makes better sense for you. 857-557-4LU. That's our uh, Just Text Me segment this morning. This is uh, Darren... In Belvedere. Hey, Darren, you're on House Marts Radio. Hey, Lou, good to talk to you. How may I help you? you? Um, I, heard you I heard you talking about the solar, and as usual, your initial assessment is exactly correct. Um, <laughs> you, are, you are right again. Um, I spent about six months uh, researching and looking into solar, and you're right, the renting and the leasing just, um, the only people who do well are the people who are putting the system on your roof, but uh, I, I ended up uh, doing an install with a local company here in uh, Rockford, Illinois, Okay. and um, really really pleased with the results, and uh, yeah, I got the federal credit, as well as the the tax, or the uh, solar credits as well. They okay, wait, 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 credits. wait, wait, so hold on, I got questions now, because yep. then I got, I, got a, I got a fish on the line, which earlier in the week I didn't have okay. many. 
So you went to a local company and you yourself bought the panels? That's correct. So the well, pa- they, I bought it through them. I, I bought the panels through them. I mean, they they do. I could have bought them much cheaper, I think, but they. I don't know if they would have installed them, but I, they sold me the system, um, and it's a four point eight year payback. Okay, but those panels on that roof are yours. Yes, sir. I have thirty panels that I purchased, and you bought it through okay. them. And now you're, and so, yep. and how, what, how, what kind of kilowatts does, do those panels uh, generate? Uh, eight, uh, my inverter is sized for 8.2 kilowatts, I believe. Okay. So, so what's interesting is the, your panels are actually more, I think I have like a 12 kilowatt system, but the inverter is only 8.2 Right, because there's loss. There's loss in the whole thing, just yeah. like a grid. Okay, so uh, can, can I ask you some questions about this? You got a second? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So you bought these panels from a company out in Rockford, and yes. you pay. Did you finance it through them, or did you do it on your own, or did you write them a check? What did you do? They have a couple options. You can write them a check, or they had an 18-month, 0% uh, uh, plan, which I ended up taking, um, because with the two credits, I'm going to – it takes a while for both of those credits to go through. Right. And so I can pay for it, but uh, not without those credits. So that's why I took the 0% uh, 18 months from them. Okay. And so – you could also pay – if you were going to write them a check for what you did, how much would that have cost? Uh, the total system. So I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a, a bank or the, the. I just have the inverter that goes to the to the system. So I don't have the. You're not storing any electricity. Money. I'm not correct. So the pr- total price tag was twenty seven thousand, and I think I'm going to pay about. Seven at with uh, so I think I'm, I'm getting about twenty in uh, between the credit, the federal tax credit, and the asterisk credit. And so then, when we get all this paid off, and you said that you're in 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 four years, the energy, and so you're it's pr- so providing power to your home with no storage, and in four right. in four and a half years, you're going to essentially be at zero. That's right. And then, so I still will have to pay. I still have to pay the comment or the utility service for their their maintenance fee per month. So it's like twelve to fourteen dollars a month. Right, because it doesn't go away. That's just their service. Right, because you're yes, you're the, right. But then, so that twelve or fifteen bucks a month, you're generating most of the power for your home from these solar panels. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm actually overproducing in the summer, so I'm selling it back to them in the summer, and then I'm pulling from them in the winter, but it's sized so that it's a net-net. So you um, uh, basically, the amount that I overproduce is the same amount that I'll then pull back from them in the winter so that uh, essentially I'll have zero cost, uh, zero electricity cost from them. And then does this company that you used um, offer... Like a because obviously you know solar panels they're not it's not like a it's not like a tattoo it needs some kind of maintenance right that's 
they provide yeah, they provide that as a, as a as an additional service. Yeah, what's really nice is there's an inverter that is actually has a um, there's an app that you can see exactly how much you're producing per day, per month, per year. Um, that inverter has a 10 month warranty, and um, the the panels and the installation, I believe, are a 15 year warranty. The expected life of the panels is 25 years. Um, so, but I, but yeah, the minimum the minimum warranty is 10 years, and that's the inverter. Darren's, Darren's, Darren is my new solar buddy. You know what I? <laughs> well, I um, you know what I, I call spent you, a lot of time. Yeah. Researching. You know what I? You know what I call you? You are my sunshine. See what I did there? <laughs> well, whatever I can do to help. <laughs> Good job. Well, but that's you, uh, you, your initial assessment was spot on. You, yeah, you were everybody's right. everybody's uh, making the money, but you, the homeowner, that's providing. That's right. You know, and so I mean, look, twenty seven thousand dollars is not a small amount of money, and and you got to come up with that initially. But as you said, you're going to get these federal tax credits. And by the time right. you do Which all I that, actually, yep. And it's, sorry, no. And they're not providing you a check; it's just a, a credit on your taxes each year. So, you know, it 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 does just the first year, just one year, yeah. Right, 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 right. But um, that's the way to go. More companies need to do yep. that. That's the the sweet spot there. That's where I because th- I think you got plenty of people that would be willing to put that money in there. And then see the long-term benefit of that. If we do that more and more as we're trying to, you know, grapple with climate change and do stuff like that, I mean, you're just pr- producing all this energy from the sun. It's awesome. That's right. Yeah. And what's really nice is, I mean, the two things, you know, I'm not, I was, I'd love to do my part if I can, but really, I was like, it, if it doesn't make financial sense, I'm not going to do it. A hundred percent. Right. But I have to use space, but makes sense. Um but the other thing that's really nice is we were, I was talking to a friend who also has solar is, you know, in the summer is when I'm producing the most, which is when their system is really bogged down because everybody else is using, well, everybody's using air conditioners. And so that's when the most uh, electricity is d- demanded. And that's when I'm actually producing more than I can use. And the winter is actually when I need electricity right. from... So from the grid when I am not producing, and right. that's when they're able to supply me. And you know so what? You actually, know, Darren, you're like a farm. Yeah, you're like ahead. a farmer. You're like a farmer. You're producing in the summer, and then you need a little help that's in the right. winter, just like a farmer. Just like well, yeah. I, it's the second time I said it today. Wally Phillips, people helping people. Good job, Darren. That's right. I'm I'm giving you All a right. I'm giving you a hee haw salute right now. Salute. Good job. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate the information. Yeah, that's awesome information. Darren out there helping people, right? This is what we want. People helping people. 8575574. Oh, by the way, I'm uh you know, I'm I told you I was with my son and daughter-in-law and they've got some friends over and uh their friend Leah uh she turned 29 today on the 29th. It's her golden birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, golden. Leah. Yeah. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Quick break, and we'll be right back. You're tuned into Lou, your favorite handyman, right here 
on House Smart Radio. I love you, people. 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. Go back to the phone lines. Dave and Carrie. Hey, Dave, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. We really enjoy your program. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I tell you, we moved into the, a new house here about a year and a half ago. And we're now considering putting in a three-season room off the back along with a deck. Nice. And the architect that we engaged uh, drew the uh, the foundation for the three-season room as a full foundation. And several of the contractors we're talking to are saying, well, there's a less expensive option that could still work by using concrete tiers. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it to help us resolve this question. Well, will the will the village city slash carry allow you to do that? Evidently, they will. Okay. For a three-season room. Yeah. So I would absolutely do that. I mean, do you need the basement space? Uh, no. Actually, he's drawing it as just a crawl space. Oh, okay. With All an right. access, access panel through the uh, basement. Yeah. Um, if it were me... I mean, something like this, um, you could absolutely do piers, right, where they would go down, um, you know, below frost level. And how, how big is the room going to be? Uh, probably about 130 square feet. Okay. So, you know, I would come on, I would, uh, you know, drill into the... Um, well, I would just put piers, right? And and like in the corners, maybe in the center, like if it's a big rectangle, in the corners, in the center, uh, on the outside walls, right below the frost level, down 42 inches or so, put a little steel in there like rebar to reinforce it, and then pour a slab on top of that, a reinforced slab on top of that. You build the walls around the perimeter. If the village will let you do that, it's absolutely a... Uh, uh, a viable option that won't go anywhere. I have a screened-in porch on our home for the past 20 years. That's how it's built, and it hasn't moved a lick. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and the so, architects seem to be concerned about differential settlement between the house and the, the three-season room, well, you, especially you, as it's related to the roof. Right, but you would have differential settlement anyway when you put a new foundation there because it's new. So, yeah, I get the point of that there's a wider swath of... of it's sitting on the ground, but I think if I'm, I think years ago I built something in Cary. Isn't your ground just full of rock and clay? <laughs> yeah, we've been pulling out a lot of rocks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is solid out there, and it's a pain in the butt to dig. I mean, your contractor's not going to like digging those holes, but just increase the size of the piers. I mean, you know, when we when they build big buildings, uh, they put caissons in, right? So this is essentially a version of a caisson. Now, yeah, you're not going down to bedrock. But it can work. And the other thing I would tell you in that three-season room is do a split system for your heating and cooling. Okay, we weren't planning to put any mechanicals in it. We were just going to have it for basically, you know, late spring to to fall. Dave, you want want mechanical in there. Split system, one cassette that is all electric, one three-inch hole. You can do it later if you want. 
but you're going to want that because there's going to be days where it's going to be, I would love to sit out there, but it's so hot because the windows are in and there's going to be days in the winter where you'd love to go out there, but it's too cold and a little bit of, a little bit of some love from a split, a Mitsubishi split system is going to make your life so much easier and it's going to add very little cost to the whole thing. Oh, interesting. All right. Appreciate the advice. Appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. You're out of breath. Your constant dry cough just won't go away. It might be asthma. It might be COPD. But it could be interstitial lung disease. ILD won't wait, and neither should you. So ask your doctor. Find a pulmonologist. The sooner you know, the sooner you and your family can face ILD together. With ILD, knowledge is power, and your strongest advocate is you. Go to lungsandyou.com forward slash learn more. Oh, my God, my last call, by the way, was just talking about the Mitsubishi stuff. It was sponsored by Mitsubishi Electric. When heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make.